A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners again, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a young lady all the way from India. Well, it's all the way from India for me because I'm actually in Spain, as you know. A lady by Anushka, Anushka, Jan. Anushka, very warm welcome to you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Uh, I got the pronunciation right of your name there, did I? No, it's correct. Jen, Anushka, Jen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. We'll keep it short, to uh, listeners. It'll just be Anushka. That uh, that'll keep things on point. So, what um, Anushka and I thought about, listeners, we had a little bit of a, a chat off air, and um, as is the way with these World Game Changes podcast episodes, as you know, we never quite know where we're going to end up, but certainly we know where we're going to start. Um, and the starting point is wrapped up in a title: "Doing Good." It's good for all. So start us off, Anushka. What do we mean by that? Doing good is good for all. Uh, so I think the basic, how the sentence says itself, like if you do good something, you actually feel good about it, even though uh, there's no kind of a reward or external factor affecting it, but you, the feeling is really good. And at the end, actually, if you see, be it karma or be it actually the external factors, it make it, turn this way that it becomes good for you like feel good along with actually good for you in the long run Mm, Uh, so yeah so we'll come back to on how it works for different different people or businesses but i think if you do good and the intentions are right it eventually leads and shows the people around and what uh like the factors around and makes it run in a way it actually affects you in a good way at the end it's almost Mm. like karma because um, Sir Richard Branson, I think he coined a phrase in Ushka, didn't he? Something along the lines of, um, oh, what was it? Um, doing, doing good is good for business. I mean, you, you just mentioned the business word there. Um, yes. But, you know, we've kind of covered it really by saying all, haven't we? But I just want to, to start with the people that really matter first, the heart of the matter. And that's us as individuals, isn't it? It's about us. As an individual, me in my case, you in your case, first of all, because without us feeling good within ourselves, doesn't really match about the outside stuff, does it? Uh, so I feel uh, it's just that the kind of a result of feeling good or feeling good personally and ends up being something which is good for you overall as external factors as well. But yeah, the first feeling it comes from doing good is that you feel good and when you feel good, you actually do things which you would have not thought of earlier, right? If you feel good, you're in good mind. I think the things that you can achieve that way uh, actually affect you in a very, very good way in the long run. So that's what I meant by external factors. You actually feel good by doing good and then you achieve the things that were very difficult otherwise. Hmm. So a bit of a chicken and egg question. Uh, question. question. What is, what's that word, question? I've never heard of a question. Let's say question, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, so chicken and egg situation. 
do we if we feel really good in ourselves for no other reason that we're feeling really good does that inspire us to do good externally or or is it the other way around that by doing good externally it makes us feel better or is it a bit of both um for me i think what i have felt is it's a very selfish thing to do good uh, because actually you really feel good about it it's all the science behind it that you the happy hormones are released and all that but i think a lot of times when you do good you feel good and that what makes you make do more good things uh, uh i think on the other side if you're saying chicken I, for me I, what i have felt and what i've talked to people volunteers doing it everyone say that's a very selfish thing to do that and i think so as well obviously the outcome of that is not selfish but then doing good obviously that makes you feel good on top of the world because uh, not because of external factors but because how you feel from inside you really feel that you have done something good by someone or for someone and that makes you feel and give all the happiness um, inside mm. there is a very strong train of thought anushka isn't there that uh, and you mentioned the word there i think it's a great word thank you for introducing this thread selfish is it selfish of us to what what why is it selfish that we do stuff that you know makes us feel good that puts us at the center of our own world because surely without us being the very best that we can be i mean that's our first responsibility to ourselves first surely and without that i mean what have we got to give anyway uh so yeah your point is pretty good that you have to be selfish and it's all about you but then i feel um um you actually being in a place when you can help people when you can support you can be useful that feeling is pretty good mm. uh i think that is the feeling which people get i follow this podcast by joe waters called selfish giving uh they talk about how brands and companies kind of do uh uh all this giving initiatives and how people and everyone involved feels good about it but then yeah i get the juice behind this why it's selfish giving because at the end the feeling and whatever you're getting that's actually very very uh, rewarding and nothing can beat that feeling mm. there's also a train of thought anushka that the number one person that we can give to the priority is ourselves isn't it you know on that selfish yeah. theme let's give to ourselves first i mean you know that over overworn uh, example of you know on an airplane put your own oxygen mask on first you know yes. fill your own cup up first drink your own water first i mean there's a reason that these sayings have stood the test of time isn't there no that's true i feel that if you are yourself not content happy and all that you'll not be able to contribute more to the world so i feel having your well-being your mental health everything is very very important so if selfish has been you given away that bad reputation by people but it's not a bad word that way because having your own agendas and like happiness first it's good because if you're happy and calm then only you'll be able to help the people who are around so that's a very good point which you raised and logi yeah that's spot on mm. so um tell us a bit about yourself and anushka because uh, you're actually involved in doing a bit of giving yourself aren't you so you know let's get to know you a bit a bit more closely tell us about your world and and what inspires you and what it is you actually uh, what you give sure sure so uh 
for me i think i uh, don't call myself myself a very philanthropic person but i call myself a person who really love people like i love people i love i think uh, the world revolves and ha- is full of this um, non chaotic way it's running so well um besides the small parts when we have chaos uh, i think it's running so well because people are genuinely from inside good and um, um this is what i like uh, so i run this company called share at those step and when i started this this was a basic gist for starting it i felt that everyone around wants to help everyone who can be uh, like in need or who wants and who can use the items or goods or whatever is uh, they have and in small ways basically and if they, can we make a platform and can we make a way in which anyone who wants to do good by others can do it in a very easy way in a least possible uh, frictionless way um and how we place orders on amazon can it be as easy as that like um so that was the gist behind something the idea was uh, we have a lot of stuff in our houses lying away can we get rid of that in a responsible manner and get it delivered to someone who can actually use it so that was a small way we started uh, now we are uh, in india running in eight cities supporting close to 120 ngos uh so that's what we do but then uh, the story behind this or just behind this stays the same uh can we do good in a very easy way and actually help others who can like make use of it mm. irrespective of which you know which angle you come from it comes from the heart doesn't it it all starts with the heart and you know i can remember uh, many many years ago a new scrub was studying as part of my cause related marketing uh thesis around i think how did i tie it i mean i'm going back probably 20 years ago now but um is doing good what was how did i tie it is doing good um clever marketing or heart centeredness and i did this big survey so what's your thoughts about that question i've just put out there sure so for me i feel businesses who are doing good that, that's really appreciative uh, there's a whole debate on greenwashing on how like brands just say they are doing good and not actually doing good uh, what i feel is even greenwashing is bad in one way but also in good in one way that it pushes the brand to kind of uh, because you have to fake it a little bit in front of the customers that we are doing good but eventually you have to do something so mm. the brands eventually have to move towards the goodness for good or for bad like pushed by the customers or pushed by their own motives but eventually they move towards it and now if you see the brands and all the companies they are driven by uh, the customers or the employees right so if customers and employees are actually asking them and forcing them to do good uh, they have no way to just actually follow the path uh, if they really want to have a better bottom line or have more profits uh, so even if internally they don't feel that they have to do it they have to do it for the business so uh, whatever the reason is for the business i think they that's the only way they can go forward right okay interesting word you use there anushka fake fake it it reminds me of that old saying fake it till you make it oh that's a horrible yeah. saying in my in my <laughs> book um any thoughts on that i mean we're kind of going a little bit off from the path but that doesn't matter that saying anushka fake it until you make it what does that mean to you um i won't think i don't think it's a very very bad one i think it can come handy at a lot of situations right. when you're actually um uh, 
trying to like i think it's very very good for uh, showing confidence because uh, a lot of speeches i've heard from my uh, people who are my follow and all i've heard it content something which is built with time and generally putting yourself in uncomfortable situations uh, you grow the most and i feel that if you are feeling uncomfortable and you are not confident it's okay to fake your confidence for a while and then eventually you'll get that confidence so i think for confidence this line works really well um, i think uh, all those listeners we have who think that okay i feel very uncomfortable in this situation i should revert just go ahead like go in those situations just even if you're pretending for a while that's okay but then eventually you'll become one of them like if you really want to become one of them like really confident version of yourself i think that is acquired by just trying it's like a practice it's not faking i would say it's like practice of uh showing or like uh having that attitude of showing confidence mm okay yeah i see that i think it's the cliche that i've heard it that many times over that many years it's kind of oh not again you know it's one of those <laughs> but so let me yes. offer to you anushka um a different perspective on what you've just said so you know we'll stick with the fake it till you make it sort of you know this confidence or this perceived confidence but what about the alternative of actually being um raw and vulnerable to to people and saying look do you know i'm just starting out and do you know what and actually because isn't it true that people first and foremost connect with people and one of the things that we resonate most strongly with in our fellow human being is when we see that vulnerability because there's that kind of want to you know jump in and put the arm around the shoulder love protect call it what you will and even in that relationship with a customer you know emotional buying comes into it doesn't it so for me i'm very in my relationships irrespective of what dynamic they are when i see that vulnerability and that honesty in somebody i'm on i'm on their side straight away but conversely when i see that oh yeah okay this guy or this girl's kind of yeah they're full of they think they're full of confidence people are not stupid are they people can soon peel back a layer or two and think hmm, do you know what maybe you're trying to fake this a little bit too more i'd sooner see that raw vulnerability that honesty that truth any thoughts around that anushka sure so i think the the meaning of confidence uh, as we said that has evolved with time for me i think confidence is something if you're able to show your emotional real side of yourself that's confidence because how many people are actually able to do that so i think having your real self showing that persona which you actually stand for i think that's confident so people who are confident are the ones who don't change themselves as per the nearby surroundings and that's why i meant by that if you are actually confident so if you're not confident to show your vulnerable side that's okay uh, but then if you have the confidence obviously to show your vulnerable side connect better that's like i think that's the highest level of confidence like if you see all these people who are really confident they are not the people who are hiding all their um uh, uh, i will not say failures i will say hidden trials under a carpet they are the ones who are actually telling the world about it the ones who are not able to tell the world about it are the ones who are like most under confident but then i know eventually they get there so the point is how we we'll move from a journey when we are not confident enough to share about yourself to the one when we can because then 
as you said, we'll connect the most. So I think the word confident, uh, the usage of that is like very important, like how you perceive that word. Mm. Our friend Tom Peters, perception is all there is. I wish I had a, a euro or a rupee or a dollar or a pound. Every time, listeners, I quote Tom Peters. I must quote him at least once every episode. Perception is all oh. there is. <laughs> and here we are. We've no, done it again, Anushka. Here we've done it again. So, <laughs> okay, does that, I mean, this word confidence then, does that also bring in that, that word authenticity? Isn't it about being true to yourself first and foremost? Because isn't that what the customer, you know, person to person, you know, there's the terminology B to C, B to B, whatever it is, you know, um, you know, this corporate lingo, if you like, if you will. Um, but you know what? Surely we're back to the basics again of people connecting with people. And that, uh, you know, this is another word that in, in my humble opinion is it's thrown around a little bit too freely for my liking. But that that word authenticity, having that courage to say, do you know what, Anushka, today I feel raw, I feel vulnerable, I feel whatever. But, you know, as Brenny Brown says, you know, our strength is our vulnerability. But that doesn't kind of probably, I shouldn't make a judgment on this, but I'll say probably, that doesn't reflect mainstream humanity, does it? That our strength is our, or does it? I shouldn't assume one way or the other. Um, I would say that, yeah, so in reality, it doesn't, like, even if we wish it, it the case was otherwise, um, I can totally imagine in a boardroom meeting, if someone is show, telling about something which is very personal, uh, it'll not be, uh, like, I would assume that uh, not all of the people will kind of appreciate that. And that's a, like a thing which I think has to change with time. But what I feel is, um, it's not necessary that you have to share your vulnerable side with everyone. Uh, it can start with something with a small close circle which you feel uh, kind of understands it because the EQ level of the humanity, like everyone has a different EQ level, uh, emotional questions level, right? And I think it's very, very important that the person you are sharing it with has actually, I will say is actually ready for that kind of authenticity. Uh, obviously uh, the person who is telling about it should don't have to think and that should be the right way. But uh, as you said that people have different EQ levels and I would totally imagine currently in the world, uh, even though there are a lot of uh, things like mental health and all which has been like, there's a lot of awareness around it still, but I have seen cases in offices and otherwise where people still don't understand this. And uh, a lot of, we, are, we have a long way to go around and actually everyone has and come to a same EQ level and understands what uh, vulnerable side of others is. So I think uh, everyone together has to work around it, um, be it businesses or people. And there's a lot of work around it, which is left out. Mm, I agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. Let me ask you this. Do you feel, though, that the winds of change are blowing now? And there is this more, you know, we talk about, um, you know, this emotional quotient, the EQ. But it's becoming more, I don't know if acceptable is the right word, but it's becoming more and more that it's okay to talk about feelings and emotions. And if I can be allowed to stereotype a little bit, particularly for guys, because I was certainly brought up uh, in a from a generation, Anushka, where 
Big Boys Don't Cry. Um, right. I mean, what's that like as a culture in India? Do you have a similar kind of thing there with, you know, it's okay for girls to cry, but not guys. Is that part of your culture as well? Uh, it, so since I, uh, I stay in the urban area, I think here the things have changed for sure. And in cities like Bangalore, Delhi, uh, at least in work culture, I've seen that uh, people are okay to like um, shed tears. And like I've seen my managers and then, like uh, people I have worked with are like very, very open with uh, sharing their emotions, which is very, very good because that kind of make it an open door for other people to do that, the similar stuff. Um, but I would say uh, in the rural areas and the other areas, I will say um, that's still the same case. Uh, and that's uh, that has still has to have awareness, more awareness is required. I know a lot of celebs and a lot of brands have come forward and have those amazing awareness campaigns. But there's a lot of work pending to actually go ahead with that because um, I think uh, these things can't change. Like with a few campaigns, it requires much more uh, changes at the kind of a root level. Uh, when people change their mentality and uh, they have seen people around them going through this and then they understand it better. Uh, a lot of people have not kind of uh, gone into situations and been through situations where they understand how important this is that people should be able to kind of um, uh, express themselves as their real selves. Mm. Yeah. From a personal point of view, I'm always looking for that distillation that simplicity you know when we look to master the game of life which is a misnomer because i feel that we never actually master it but we get close to like any game uh being a significant player in it and not letting the game rule us we can stamp our authority on the game and i think life is very very similar whether you know whether it's a sporting game or the game of life one of the things i've personally learned to Nushka that one of the real big big key ones in that and this kind of ties in with doing good as well the distillation the simplicity in the in a way that it's not simplistic is relationships isn't it yeah no no that's true i think um uh, obviously i think i have gone my to my ups and downs of understanding that it can be that simple <laughs> but then yeah I, I think you are on point um you're uh, spot on on that point that uh, simplicity is very very important in relationships and I think for me it was a long self-discovery journey on that point because I think I always make it so complex uh, to kind of not be able to get out of it in future but I think that's a very good point I think uh, more and more people should listen to your podcast understand this point <laughs> which you said mm. and probably you know going back to what we said right at the beginning of this dance this podcast dance, Anushka, that, that, you know, it starts with us, doesn't it? You know, that number one relationship is, 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 is what we have with ourselves. You know, that self-love, that self-acceptance, right. that self-forgiveness, you know, self, 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 self. That's why I loved it when you introduced that word selfish. Love that. That was great. And, that you know, right. there's all this kind of um, perception Oh, you can't use that word. You can't be selfish. Society will disapprove if you're selfish. But it's a question of context, isn't it? And, you know, as yes. we've said many times in already, Nushka, just in this, this uh, conversation, if we're not the best we can be, what have we got to give? No, that's true. Yeah, no, I think... Uh... 
so that that's why I think that self-discovery journey where you understand yourself, nurture yourself, make a better version of yourself is super important and everything else comes next. Obviously not at the kind of a, a um, at the expense of someone else. That's important that you're doing it by, by good. But then it's very important that you kind of sort out yourself first and then like uh, get into the other person's business. Because mm. we're led to believe... Um, and I'm playing a little bit of um, flirting with a bit of devil's advocate here, that self-love is the key. Self-love is the key. So let me play that devil's advocate and say, well, yeah, okay, that's fine. But when you're in a really dark place and at the bottom of the mountain looking up, that self-love can be very, very difficult, can't it? Is it true that we need that support that love from an external source whatever that may be it could be a peer it could be a partner it could be whatever even from one of our pets um but that it's, it's a bit like knocking that first domino over isn't it somebody puts their arm around our shoulders either literally or metaphorically and says do you know what i really care about you i'm in your corner i believe in you i have a love for you whatever that love dynamic is that is massive isn't it no, that's true. Yeah. So when you kind of are in this journey, when you don't kind of are not selfish, I would say you don't have enough self-love to give to yourself. I think validation coming from external sources can be super useful. And I think that's why I feel self-love journey doesn't start sometimes from your own self. It starts by asking for help or asking for like external uh, support, which can eventually actually make you believe how amazing you are. So sometimes that a kind of a, I, what we say, uh, like kind of a kick uh, is required. Like um, I see that saw this analogy somewhere when uh, you have a rocket to kind of launch, like you need this some part of energy and you need a threshold. And unless you reach that, you'll not feel it is going further. But then the moment you reach the threshold and I, I think I can, energy can come from you, energy can come from external sources, your mom, lover, friends, anyone. Uh, but I think uh, that actually helps to kind of make you take the plunge. Absolutely. Brilliantly, Paul. So I want, um, as, as we always do with guests, Anusha, guests always have the final say, with a, you know, leading with a big question. I'll park that for a moment. I just want to invite you in to share your contact details with our listeners, how they can reach out, find out more about you and all that kind of thing. Sure, sure. So you can just uh, find me, you can just Google Anushka Jan and share at doorstep. And uh, that's my company name, share at doorstep. Uh, you'll find all the details. I'm quite um, SEO friendly. So yeah, you'll find my email ID, LinkedIn, everything there. I think the best way to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. I'm quite active there. So yeah. Excellent. So Anushka, the big question as we start to draw to a close. Massive drum roll, listeners, the big question for our lovely guest from <laughs> India. So, Anushka, apparently doing good is good for all. Leave us now with just one insight, share, tip, whatever you want to call it. How do we start out on that journey? Give us, a, give us an insight, some wisdoms, something to get us started on that journey. Sure. So I would say uh, start some, with something very, very small. When we say doing good, it doesn't mean just philanthropy, going doing good for the nature or something. Doing good, as we said, can be something which is good for yourself as well. Do something which actually makes you feel happy, makes you feel alive. 
and it can be anything small or big it can be start with a gardening or plant a tree it can be donate something which you have extra it can be helping a kid it can be just actually lying down and watching netflix because that's what make you feel happy and more calm so i think anything that is kind of uh, doing good uh, for yourself or for everyone i think start with very very small it's a very uh, kind of addictive journey when you start something do good uh, even a small thing i think it'll just keep on going further you'll not stop at one so yeah you just have to get started <laughs> The power of momentum. I feel there's another podcast in there somewhere. The power of momentum. <laughs> yes. Anushka, thank you very much for being part of this and sharing your insights. And uh, it's been fascinating, listeners, because certainly listening to um, what's really interesting about this. So on the surface of it, you know, this word diversity. So here's a, you know, there's, there's a, obviously a gender difference. There's a cultural difference. Oh, sorry, say cultural. A geographic difference, you know, Anushka's in India, I'm in Spain as, as a Brit. Um, but isn't it interesting how you can have these labels, um, but you can still be very aligned in your thoughts and how you see the world? And I find that fascinating. And that is why, Anushka, just going back to, you know, the winds of change are blowing, I think is how I, I termed it. When conversations like this take place, and I hope you agree, listeners, that's a great indication that the winds of change are blowing because there's more and more people now that seem to be sharing the same kind of thoughts. So I just leave that thought with you, listeners. And um, I want to sign off now by saying, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>